Hey, this is Marty McFly, and you're listening to Hydrate Level 4 Presents Podstalgic, a film podcast on core temp arts. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you telling me you built a time machine out of a podcast? Welcome to another episode of Podstalgic. This is a podcast where we take a nostalgic look and rediscover movies new and old. And for this episode, we're finally returning back to some retro movies. Uh, with this one for its 30th anniversary, we'll be covering Gleaming the Cube, uh, which came out in 1989. And joining me as, you know, not always, not usual, but uh, hopefully a lot more often is Mariano. What's going on, Mariano? Hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Happy New Year to you, sir. Thank you. Happy New Year. And uh, are you inspired? Are you inspired to get on a board? That's my uh, question. Yeah, ish, ish. <laughs> you know, I've <laughs> never been a skateboarder. I mean, uh, I, I'm more of a, a bicyclist, uh, you know, yeah. uh, maybe inline skates, perhaps. <laughs> I was going to say, you're... You're a lover, not a skater. I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah, hey, that too. That too. You, you know what? I just didn't want to say that. You know, yeah, you, you, right, you said yeah. that there. I'll do that for you. I'll do yeah. that for you. I never was a skater either. I knew them. I never was one, yeah, but I knew them. So there you go. You know, they were all over the schools. You know, they. Exactly. Um, you know, as the the years changes, they do not. Right. They, right. Yeah. <laughs> they continue pretty to much look the same. Pretty much. Yep. Pretty much. But um, you you see, not too long ago, you were released, uh, recently on an episode. Uh, what 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 did we do the last time? I can blank. That's a, a good bit. question. Now I'm blanking too. I know we just did one not that uh, long ago. That's right. We we, we did the uh, the the, uh, the modern Christmas classic, the night. Before. Oh yes, the night yeah, before. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. That was fun. Yeah, yeah. It was so much so, fun. I almost forgot about how much fun I had. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it it's been a, it's been a few weeks. You know, uh, we we it's definitely been... had a couple uh, holidays in between. I, I, for me, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll say that, and I haven't been podcasting that much, like in the last two months, roughly. When you think about it, like we were doing so much, and then my wife Allegra and I, who who are on Court Ten Parts, also who do TV at my brain, haven't had much to work on, and uh, so between the the night the night before and um, now that Marvel's Runaways came out, that's like the only podcast I've been doing. So to me, I'm like, it feels even though like it's not that much, I I forget. That's what happens when you're over forty. Everybody just you know look forward to that. <laughs> that and that if that if you're a guy, most likely if you're a guy, you're gonna get ear hairs. Take care of those, you guys. Take care of those ear hairs. That's all I'm saying. You know, podcasting is an audio. You totally could have lied and just say you're 35 and just say like anything over 30. <laughs> you know, yeah. Our memory kind of goes to shit a I little think, bit. <laughs> do you know what's funny? I probably already said my age a bunch of fucking times already. So like, you Perhaps. know, yeah, somebody yeah. come back and be like, you know, you, you can always have somebody go, wait a minute. He said he was 45, like two years, 43, two years ago. How the hell is he 30? <laughs> it would be funny if just like on every different show, you, you say just a different, give a different age. age. Yeah. You know, like history of color, that, right? you're, you're 25, you know, <laughs> and on, on this one, you're, you're over right. 35. So I'll be calling the college next year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I am happy for you. You know, your parents must be proud. Uh, right. But, uh, you know, why don't you talk a little bit about like history of color? And, you know, you, I guess you already kind of mentioned some of the shows that you cover on TV in my brain. Right. So, um, well, right. Besides TV in my brain, we do music in my brain, which Peter has joined us to. We collab, if you think, if you, if you want to use that word, we collab mm-hmm. with some music yeah. in my brains. Basically covering, uh, like, I know we did Childish Gambino, one of his albums. So we do either that or we do genre or we do like, like sometimes like, oh, the 10th or 15th or 20th anniversary or certain album, like that you feel is like a big album. You're like, oh, let's talk about that. Uh, and for, um, history of color, uh, Allegra, my wife, she came up with the idea of, coming up with like a history podcast that would at least 
because the thing about history, it tends to be in school, like people don't like because they feel like it's boring, it's just names and dates. But no, what we do is we take like either a person or an event that people don't really know about because we haven't been taught about it and kind of delve into like interesting facts about the person or the events. And they're usually people who are, you know, underrepresented, you know, minorities. So you're talking about, you know, African-American, you know, Latinx, uh, Asian, uh, you know, Native, because Native people, we don't know any, to be honest, in, in historically in school, we, we hardly taught anything about Native people, hardly anything. So that's that's one where you're like, okay, let's find out about it. Um, also, we did like the history of, of Puerto Rico, which was a pretty like a two part, uh, two parter that we did, which was pretty intense. And I mean, it's there's some heavy stuff going on with there because before this, you know, I kind of had some inkling of what happened. But you guys, there's there's so much like crap that Puerto Ricans have gone through historically, you know, that's that's it kind of makes you mad and and sad at the same time. But you know, we also lighten up by having different um historical figures. Like we had one one guy who's a who was a jockey in the in the turn of the nineteenth century. It was a, a black man who was like the like most uh, highest paid uh athlete of his time for like a short period of time. And so anyway, so we go through different uh people that again you may have never heard of or may have heard of. They're they're known, but but then we get into the facts of other things that they've done in their life besides the like one thing they're known for. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. There's a, one of my favorite ones is this guy named Larry Leong, who was a Filipino farm worker in California, who, you know, everybody, a lot of people know who Cesar Chavez is, but this dude was with Cesar Chavez when they created the United Farmers Workers Union. So he was actually a big integral part of that because there was a lot of Filipino laborers who, who joined that union and joined that fight. So no, nobody really knew who Larry Ilyong is, so I'm like, well, let's bring him up too, you know. So that's mm-hmm. kind of like a little synopsis of what we do there. Yeah, yeah, I'm very interested in this uh, uh, other cat that you guys just uh, started covering, MLK. I- I'm very interested in this guy, you know. Uh, he heard... might be slightly known, might yeah, be slightly known, just a little bit. Yeah, I, I heard he's got some <laughs> dreams. <a> little... <laughs> well, we, so... it's funny we have a we have that one because it was a two. That's a two parter. That's right. It's yeah. basically like his last days. Like what what he kind of was thinking or going through or whatnot. And because our episodes are like 30 to 45 minutes long, they're not, we don't want to get too much into them, you know? So we, we, when we have somebody like that or somebody like Harry Tubman, who Harry Tubman did a lot, man, like and a bunch of stuff that we don't know about, not necessarily know about, but people don't really like learn about in school. Right. So we, with that said, we'll like delve, delve into like more individual things to do or whatnot that, that are different. People don't know about or, or don't really read about it. You have to actually go, go buy a book and, you know, like, your homie Devin would say, "Read less." I say, "Read more." But I'm just saying, That's you know, right. you have to yeah. actually read more <laughs> to find this shit out. You know, but it's funny; it just kind of came out with his birthday month. Like, oh, the second part could be on his birthday month. All right, we'll do that. And then uh, next month in February, we're gonna we have uh, one on the HBCUs, uh, historically black colleges and universities, which happens to come out on, on Black History Month. That was kind of again, that was by accident, just like the Harriet Tubman last year was like by accident. It just happened, you know. Right. Um, and with the next one, we we have something a little different. We did a couple interviews with people who who have gone to HBCUs and like what their experience was like. So it's kind of a nice little kind of change, you know. We're like, oh, we're gonna discuss the institutions, but we'll let's talk to some people who actually went to them. And, and tell us what they think, how how their experience was, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great month for it. Um, you know, that, that's one. I, it's terrible for me to say, but it's one thing I do look forward to in January. It's like, oh, I'm okay. You know, we're observing, and so, so we're taking yeah. a federal holiday off. Right. So there you go. I'll always, uh, that, that's one of the nice things about adulting is getting certain days off. 
uh, and the kids get to go to school still. Is it shitty to say that uh, because uh, someone died last month that we were able to have a federal holiday? Yeah. Because <laughs> I got paid extra that day, buddy. Yeah. It's, it's, hey, same. <laughs> same for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. We got paid for that, too. Yep. Uh, and you got an extra holiday uh, Christmas Eve, right? Did not you guys get Christmas that? Eve. No, we get Christmas Day. Right. But then he, then uh, they announced that was because I got paid as a holiday for Christmas Eve. Um, federal. No. You talking about the funeral? No, the funeral was one, but then right. the following week, dude was like Christmas Eve on top of Christmas Day. Uh, I, got, no, I, got paid, um, I got paid for that day, man. No, so we didn't get affected for that, but uh, mm-hmm. I think what was supposed to happen was we were supposed to get uh, Christmas Eve off as well, and I know right. some people were mad about it because we didn't because we had to work, but, it, but Christmas Eve fell on a Monday, so you're talking about Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, no mail delivery. That's right. a lot of days to not be delivering mail and we would just <laughs> kill ourselves the following day so so i wonder um, if you guys got i wonder if you guys got you guys get uh a time and a half for that at least i mean because i'm i'm one i'm just wondering because i got because i was off that day and i right. got paid for it as a holiday do you know what i mean and yeah i didn't get i didn't get mail that monday by the way so can, can you, <laughs> you go talk to can you go talk to the wisconsin uh I, mail because I, I know I you guys got the connection happened, <laughs> i think what happened was nobody sent you anything for that day that, that's probably what it was <laughs> Look, I got a, I got a bunch of Christmas cards like the twenty six. <laughs> so hmm, very interesting. You, you hey, know, it, it could you be your that, area. Look, man, you got that that mail mail carrier pipeline. I know hey, you know some people out here. Okay, I know well, you. I know you know the people out here. You, I'll you put some word out. Them. I'm gonna send a letter over there and find out what's going on and get back to you. <laughs> mail. So oh, hopefully you guys enjoy our banter yeah, because yeah. Um, this is kind of like an unofficial announcement. But Mariano, you're gonna be joining me on a lot more of the episodes. Uh, going right. forward too, you know, you do a lot yeah. of stuff. I do a lot of stuff, and in between, we're going to do a lot of stuff together. And um, you know, it's something that I've always kind of wanted for the show. Anyway, I know a lot of people do enjoy having me uh, bring in like different people to come on the show. That way, they can be introduced to like other types of shows too. But even doing that, I still prefer to bring on people that I enjoy doing episodes with, and the ones that I feel I vibe with better. Because I just think it makes for more of an interesting podcast. And again, I always go back to like one of my favorite episodes of all time was La Bamba with you. You know, so um, I don't think I've had one bad episode with you. You know, you joined me on We Got Five and we did top five mysteries or something like that, you know. And yeah, and we got into some uh, pretty cool stuff, you know. And I think we had a couple um, uh, similarities too in, in, in terms of our, our list. So. So you'll definitely be on a, a lot more uh, of these episodes. You know, I'm still going to be doing some instant reactions with friends, and you know, it just it'll come down to scheduling for the most part. Right. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah there still be other there still be other people involved. I know because you you Peter's got his finger to the pulse of podcasting and podcasters, as you may know already. So. I just want to fill in and help out. You know, come off the bench. You tell me, hey, you're the sixth man. I'll, <laughs> I'll go for the sixth man award. <laughs> there you go. I like that. I'll go for the sixth man yeah, award. There you go. <laughs> All right. Well, who are you in this case here? I don't know who the sixth man is. It Lou Williams this year? I, I don't know. <laughs> I I haven't been keeping as much track as I have in the past. Uh, you know, uh, I'm worried about my team. They're you're worried. I don't know, man. I'm worried. I'm worried about the Warriors right you're now. Wor- just, uh, worried. Yeah. <laughs> Houston. Houston got them. So I'm like, okay, we'll see what's. We'll, hey, this is the real season now. We're we're in January, man. You know, so that's that's true. No time to, no and, time to mess around. And we we beat the um, uh, Houston pretty good last night, actually. At the oh. time of this recording, yeah, yeah. Um, I I don't I don't think they ever led. You know, they got they got close, mm-hmm. like within that's five, tough, within four. Houston's tough, but, man. Yeah, Portland's looking good, man. So 
you know. You say that, we'll but then they'll that. get blown out by like a bad team, man. They, they're just what one, is that about? One That's person so away. Weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Portland. So weird. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All <laughs> right. Yeah, you're right. I, that was un- that was unintentional, everybody. Oh no. All right. Okay. So, uh, well, okay. are we gonna gleam? Are we gonna gleam this podcast? Uh, We're gonna Peter. definitely <laughs> gleam some some cubes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so so before we get into the movie, I, I know see the last time you were on, a very similar thing happened. We we got on a bit of a tangent, and I completely missed uh, something that I typically do for these reviews. But you know it's okay. I let that one slide, you know, because I did tell you, and you're like, oh, do you want to re-record? But it was a three year old movie anyway, so I so I was I didn't really have a problem with it. Uh, this one being its 30th anniversary. I want to take a look back at January 13th, a little bit, 1989. Uh, the number one song at the time of this movie's release, Every Rose Has Its Thorn by Poison. Every rose has its thorn Just like every night has its dawn Just like every cowboy sings a sad, sad song Oh, that is definitely different than my prerogative. (laughs) My prerogative becomes number one next week. Yeah, the following week. So we did talk about that offline. Oh, wow. Uh, Now I'm not going to get that song out of my head. Thanks. But Do you you like the song? Is that a song you like at least? No, it is not a song I like. I'm not a big Poison fan. Um, I like the song Poison by (laughs) Belle Biv DeVoe. DeVoe. Yeah, sure. I'm not a big Poison hairband fan. We've you know, talked about this. I used, back in the day when they used to watch, when I when they used to uh, have this little channel called MTV that played music uh, videos all the time. That's a good ass ba- idea, by the way. I like that. But yeah, not bad, right? So <laughs> when I used to watch videos, and that was one of the main channels. Man, they they love Poison, and who uh, they played those dudes on rotation constantly. So yeah, I'm poisoned out. Not a big fan. The the song the song I like just fine. Uh, the very first time I heard the song was actually spoken lyrics on the sequel, uh, the Bill and Ted movie, uh, Bogus Journey. Oh, so yeah, that sounds like a better like a better uh, <laughs> a better version. <laughs> well, it, it was uh, it was spoken by Keanu Reeves, and I think you and I we've talked about him before, mm. and so um, it, already that makes that song better. But uh, yeah. again, I think the song is fine. You know it. it it's it's fine. The song is fine. I don't hate it. Um, right. You know, you, uh, I, I've talked about this on like other episodes. You throw on like a bunch of hair metal music. I can really tell you who's who. Right, right. Some of those songs, some of those songs were actually good. Like, I think that the genre itself was my okay. This is my opinion, everybody. So anybody out there who's wearing acid wash jeans right now and has <laughs> teased hair, please don't be mad at me. Kind of trash. The, the whole genre was kind of trash. But not saying that there weren't some songs where like. You know, Rat did come out with a good song. You know, uh, uh, Lay It Down. Lay It Down's actually not, I make fun of that song, but it's actually not a terrible song. So, you know, even a band like Rat, R-A-T-T, can come up with something halfway decent. That's all I'm saying. Now, I, I don't want to put you on blast or anything like that, but if you continued to watch Cobra Kai since we've last spoken, there's a mention of Rat. Oh, uh, on, thank you for telling me that. Because yeah. I would probably, I would probably appreciate that mention, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm a, I did watch the first episode. I, w- I enjoyed it. I got to watch the second one now. From uh, I guess it would be from um, from the perspective of um, what's not, Danny? Jesus, how come I can remember Danny's name? I guess because because yeah, yeah. I saw the I saw the little ad at the end. They're like, oh, you saw that Johnny's perception. Now you're gonna see it from from my uh, my point of view. I'm like, oh boy, what's uh, what's going on with uh, 
with Danny now. <laughs> they really go back and forth, so it's very interesting to see. That's but cool. I, I, it's funny that all it took was for me to send you the first episode, you know, on your phone, and, and then like you know, <laughs> right. hours later, you're like, "Hey, watched it," and I was like, "I should send him the second one." But well, he says he's gonna watch it, so you know, I'll, I have. I'll take I this am. work on it. So, so you still have it? Yes, I, I guess I have to send you the link to the second one. Yeah, you one. probably have to. Yeah. <laughs> this is my small hint saying, I'm not going to do shit until you send me some on the phone, Peter. Then I'm yeah, like, oh, God, I feel bad. Peter's it. over here. He's harassing me. I'm getting a tele, like, telemarketer phone calls from Peter talking about Cobra Kai. Hey, have you... Have you li- <laughs> like ringing the doorbell like uh, like Jehovah Witnesses, dude. Like, have have you, you watched have that you, Cobra Kai yet? <laughs> <laughs> have you had some Cobra Kai in your life? <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. Uh, so, but, yes. but that was it's interesting because they do because because uh, that's all Johnny's stuck in the past. That's the soundtrack to his life. Yeah, it, it's a bunch of those m- music. Um, right, exactly. No, no mention of poison, but Rat had a drop, uh, a drop line. I didn't know about that. All right, good. and oh. and it's a band I had never heard of, so uh, I may have to go back and listen to some of their songs. If if I mean you brought them up, and I didn't even <laughs> I have, know you didn't yeah, even have to prompt me. I, did, this I didn't is not... have to. I didn't have to. Um, I'll throw you that all you, you know. So. This is, this is like you made your own shot too. Exactly, yeah. you exactly. created your own shot, and then you said, "Hey, rats!" And I'm like, "Okay, all right, I'm <laughs> on board." Um, all right, what are we talking about here? <laughs> Gleaming the cube. Uh, so the other couple movies that came out that same weekend, I've never heard of them, but just based uh-huh. off the um, box office mojo, they did make some money. Deep Star Six and The January Man. Have you heard of either of those movies? Both. I have, and now Deep Star Six. I don't. I mean, it just sounds familiar, just because so many freaking space shows and movies and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So maybe I could be just like, you might be leading the witness here. But I do know the January Man, and I think I've seen it. Okay, maybe yeah. two that That's I missed, not... but mm-hmm. those those two did do better than Gleaming the Cube. Kind of kind of surprised, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into it. <laughs> we will. We will. Uh, so that's pretty much it for that weekend. Um, so Gleaming the Cube, just a couple of information to throw out here. Uh, this was directed by, I think his name is pronounced Graham Clifford. I know he's like an Australian filmmaker. Uh, has done mostly TV movies uh, since this one. I think he's done like one other theatrical feature than the rest were TV movies. Uh, but starring in this movie, we have uh, Christian Slater, uh, who plays Brian. You know, he's kind of the... I guess we can call him like a troublemaker. He's the skater. He's the lead. Uh, right. He has a adopted brother in this movie named Vin, uh, played by Art Chudabala, uh, whom uh, I reached out to and to no avail was able to uh, have him come on the show, unfortunately. So m- maybe maybe in the future. We'll see. Uh, Stephen Bauer, a true Cuban, was from uh, Scarface. So, and, and that's what threw me off because I was looking at Stephen Bauer going, wait. Was he on? Was he? Did he? Was he Manolo on? Uh, on Scarface? That threw Maybe, me off because yeah. he's the only Cuban. He's the only Cuban in that movie. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Either you're Cuban or Italian. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. Because Mary Elizabeth Master Antonio was on that too, right? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. Wasn't Gene Hackman in? I can't remember. Uh, Not Gene Hackman. You know, let, no. Let, let me. A guy that kind of reminds me of him, but um, let me put let me let me put it out there so that uh, I don't know if you want to label me a hater or if I'm gonna, I don't know if there's a hot take, but uh, Scarface is trash. Everybody, it's a trash ass movie, mind you. It's not like it's not entertaining. I understand why it's entertaining, but that movie is definitely not one to win any kind of awards for. I don't know 
editing, music, acting, accents, oh, <laughs> any of that shit. Terrible. Accents. It's you know, fucking... that's my favorite category every year. You know, uh, <gasps> accents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you know what? I, I, it, it is a hot take. I, I definitely agree with you there. But uh, I'm not going to go as far as to say it's trash. I, I respect it. I understand it's like you know popularity in pop culture. But I will say I feel it's overrated. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I mean. I- I'm not saying I don't understand. Yeah, I do understand the pop culture references, and I understand why, because of the storyline, you know what I mean? But it's not a very good movie. And I believe, it's not Kubrick, I think? It's not Stanley uh, Kubrick, Brian De Palma, it? I believe. The Brian De Palma, okay. So yeah. Brian De Palma, who is hit or miss for me anyway, just, you know, he'll have some good ones and he'll have some not so great ones. But this is like definitely in the not good pile. And it, it's just, it had, yeah, but you know what? I, I will watch it. I would watch it again to see Michelle Pfeiffer, because... She's one of my favorites, and oh, she still acted that. really well okay. in that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember her dancing a little bit, and, and you know, maybe it's the times, but uh, the dancing back then, too, was a little cringy for me. But uh, again, we're, we're <laughs> oh, talking about like- I'm sorry. How can, we, how can we not enjoy a movie that has a weird guy wearing a freaking costume with a big head dancing in the dance floor before they, before they like, shoot up the joint? Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> oh, what the fuck were you thinking, Brian De Palma? Oh, wait, maybe he was on Coke, too. Hey, don't oh, get I'm high sure. on your own supply. Don't, yeah, uh, that's what they don't, say. Don't direct on your own supply. <laughs> yeah, that's that's don't another thing. I, well, I mean, I, I think it worked out for Oliver Stone in some movies, you know. So hey, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe that was go. a thing. So basically, what I'm here to say is Stephen Bauer, the only Cuban in uh, Scarface. Yes, that's right. Him. I always like him. I always like that dude. He's pretty decent. You know, he's in uh, one of my other favorite movies too, with a uh, smaller role, uh, Primal Fear. Uh, that one's got Richard yes. Gere. Yeah, he he was. Um, uh, kind of gangster Gears guy, client. right? Little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah you're right. I, and in fact, I remember him because I saw that and I hadn't seen it in a while, right? And I saw it again like a, few, like a couple years ago. And I was like, oh, shoot. I know that dude. Because then you can't mistake the voice, right? Right. Stephen Bauer. Look, he's, he, could, he's got a pretty pretty distinctive look, too. You know, right, that yeah. jaw. And he's yeah. always, yeah, yeah. you know, in, in shape. You know, handsome dude. Yeah. yeah. So he plays like Detective uh, Lucero uh, in this one. He's kind of... Huh. In your he, face. He's playing an Italian. All right. He, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> little reversal there. <laughs> you know. Take that, Al Pacino. The, the, the funny thing is, I didn't know he was Cuban for the longest time. So right. when I saw him in, you know, your Scarfaces, your, there was another, uh, was it Blood In, Blood Out? Wasn't he also in that one? I think I, he was I, in I that, was yeah. Just, I thought he was an American dude because he's kind of yeah. light-skinned too. You know, he didn't look yeah, too right, yeah. like Cuban, but yeah, anyway. Right. Uh, he yeah he plays the detective that's kind of working on this case. I I, I didn't really give what the story is about yet, but um, Richard his, heard. His, no, go, I was just say his character doesn't really make any sense in this movie. But let's go on. A lot of things don't make sense, but we will definitely okay. get into them. Okay, all uh, right, okay. Richard Hurd. So I wanted to get to this guy who plays uh, Mr. Lawndale. Uh, he's the one who works with Colonel Truck, uh, played by Lee Tuan, as it's credited, right. which I believe the Vietnamese kind of do the thing where his last name first, because I have a right. friend named Tuan Lee. Uh, but anyway, Lawndale, uh, Richard Hurd here, he was in a couple of episodes at least. Um, I'm not sure if you heard about the show. It's called Quantum Leap. Oh. Lawndale. He was on that show. Uh, a couple let times. Me, yeah. Let me think about. I need to um, kind of flash back into my memory bank. Ta- yeah. yeah. Right. Travel through time in my memories to remember that show. Yeah. So I don't know <laughs> that that's a little shade on a. Um, <laughs> d- depending on scheduling and all that good stuff, there's an episode that I'm doing or have done already. You've got mail. Either it came before or after this episode with uh, right. 
guest host Liz. You know, she <laughs> she once uh, thought that I I wouldn't know a show called Quantum Leap, <laughs> uh, but anyway, we'll continue on. We'll leave it at that. A uh, couple recognizable faces for me from uh, one uh-huh. of my favorite movies, uh, Big Trouble in Little China. We got uh, Peter Kwong, who plays Bobby Nguyen, or Win, depending, right. uh, you know, who you ask. Uh, he played, I'm trying to think, I think he played Lightning uh, of the, the, the Three Storms from Big Trouble in Little China. And then also Tina, uh, played by Min Luang here. She was also in Big Trouble in Little China playing a girl named Tara. Very small role and... I think you'd only recognize her if that's a, you know, Big Trouble Little China was a movie that you grew up with. So having said that, I want to give a little shout out to everything I learned from movies. Uh, Steve and Izzy over there, I was on their show recently recasting Big Trouble Little China. So I think by the time uh, this episode comes out, the voting will have already stopped. I think I'm in second place right now. Uh, but that was a lot of fun. So check that episode out if you guys are interested. And uh, I think that's pretty much it in terms of the cast. Um so this movie just briefly, let's not, yeah. Let's not forget uh, Tony Hawk as Buddy. Hey, Come on. the 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 pizza he, delivery integral, driver, integral right. integral part of the movie as as the driver of the P, of the Pizza Hut pizza was it Pizza Hut? Yes, it pizza is Hut, pizza, pizza Hut. Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay, yeah, Tony Hawk. Uh, I don't know if this is his <laughs> debut, but he is definitely in this movie. Uh, so, def- no, you can you can agree that he is in this movie. Yes. <laughs> He is in definitely in this movie, a recurring okay. character. Well, I don't know if it's a recurring role because it's just one movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> but he has a number Wait, of scenes. You didn't see Gleaming the Cube too. <laughs> Gleaming the Cubes, you know, <laughs> plural. Uh, so this movie Sorry. Uh, is about a 16-year-old skater, skateboarder rather, uh, investigating the death of his adoptive Vietnamese brother. So... Uh, Mariano, I'll throw it out to you real quick, but do you have a history with this movie at all? Have you oh, man. seen you this? Know, there were, in the late 80s, there were two skateboarding movies. Okay. Peter. It was Gleaming the Cube, and I can't remember the second one. Thrashing? I saw probably? the second one in the theater. Thrashing, yes. Okay. So I saw that in the movie theater, because if, if I recall correctly, Thrashing ended with a downhill skate-off hmm. in LA. I believe it, yes. So... If anybody out there knows, I mean, I'm not, to be honest with you, I'm not going to do the research to find out for sure if that's the case, but I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Um, I did see Gleam in the Cube, but I think I saw it like on, on video, like the following, you know, when it came out or whatever on, on VHS for all, uh, for all the youngsters out there, you know, who can go into the archives and find out what a VHS is. And, uh, saw that then, but uh, to be honest, then I forgot about it because I had no idea what this movie was about until I watched it again. So for me, it's not a movie I grew up with. I definitely saw it uh, a number of times growing up. Um, there were some details that I definitely misremembered, but the the overall story that I remembered, you know, there's this guy, he had a Vietnamese brother who got killed, and then he tried to find out why, right? Very, very simple. Um, yeah, pretty straightforward. This movie, I, I think it's uh, a movie that I did watch like when it would be on TV and stuff because it's... In the like 80s and 90s, they always try to make movies based around some sort of uh, sports. You know, I you know a couple of years ago I reviewed the movie Rad, which was about BMX. Uh, in my opinion, you know, much better movie uh, than this. There's another movie. I don't know if it's any better, but I think it's more fun, and it's called Airborne, and that's about inline skating. You know, a guy from Cali moves to I think Connecticut. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's like the, the whole like new kid in school thing. And right. And they, they think he's like a surfer dude, but they teach him about like hockey and inline skating or I don't know. I kind of forget. I did but, see that one. 
Yeah, I did see that one. That's actually that. I would say that would be a better movie than this one. Okay, yeah, if I that, correctly. that has Seth kind of, Green in it. You know, it's kind of okay. I did see that one then. Yeah, um, Jack and it's Black, kind of you know. Yeah, you're right role. about having that whole like that that whole genre. You know, like there, there was there was one in the early early '80s which was called Hot Dog, which was what? about yeah, right, exactly, which was about skiing. So this okay. before huh. this before snowboarding was a thing, right? Because I don't know if you recall, but it's, but snowboarding became a thing, I believe, after one of the James Bond movies where he, um, the, one of the, one of the first, like, you know, the usual first scenes in a James Bond movie where right. he's skating, he's like skiing and like he loses a ski. So he turns the ski into a, into a, a board somehow <laughs> and starts like, <laughs> he, he starts snowboarding. Board at, at some I point. don't know how he did it, but he started snowboarding down, down the, down the, you know, as he's getting shot at because it's James Bond or whatever. And then that, I remember that like, it's like, oh, snowboarding, the new sport. That's how old I am, by the way. Anyway, so Hot Dog is about that. It's about skiing. And basically, it's just an excuse. Like any early 80s movies, there's a lot of these. It's basically like a tits and ass movie, right? So they'll just like any excuse to just like for randomly throw boobs and uh, butts in your face. That's kind of like that was the thing back then. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's still the thing uh, now, I feel, you know, <laughs> uh, in, in some movies. I, you I know? think it was kind of... Yeah, I agree. It's just blatant. It was like, like you're watching, you're like, there's like really nothing going on in this movie. So it's just that, you know what I mean? Anyway, but that's about skiing because apparently that was a thing in the early 80s. I don't know. I never I mean, skied, so I don't know. Now now you talk about like the Fast and the Furious movies, you know, during racing oh, right. scenes. For no right. apparent reason, we're just looking up a girl's skirt, you know, just to see her butt cheeks. Okay, I can um, see that. Okay, yeah. yeah, you're right about that. You're like, yeah, wait, so- where did that come from? They're, I thought they were racing... I thought they were staring longingly into each other's eyes as they're racing down the road at 150 miles an hour. Or or doing like donuts, uh, you know, while <laughs> yeah, girls right. at a red light or something. Right. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's funny because like as you progress in the type of sports, like driving, you know, like, oh, those kids, remember, they used to skateboard. Now they're driving. So now, now right. we're going to do racing movies. Right. So it's still a thing. But but this movie, um, I don't know, watching it, I'm like, you know, who who is this movie for? What What is the audience? Um, just to kind of throw this out before I forget, but gleaming the cube, uh, apparently it's kind of, it means pushing your limits to the edge. And that's a, um, a quote from a, a Thrasher magazine article, uh, from a few years prior to this movie's release. Um, I, there was like some nice touches, uh, in this movie, whether it was directing or writing, but then there'll be things in it where, you know, they'll do something and then I'll raise my eyebrow like the rock. Like, what, wait, what? I, I, I didn't get that. Uh, Stacy Peralta, um, you know, for those that are like privy to the culture of skateboarding, you know, he was one of the, the, the Z boys, right? Dogtown Z boys. And he also wrote Lords of Dogtown. Uh, he worked as the second unit director, uh, you know, in, in this movie. So he, he'd been like involved in film for some time. I know he did the documentary Z Towns and Dog Boys or Dog Boys and Z. Yeah, I'm, I'm mixing it all up now. Stacy Peralta. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. think it's Dog Boys of Towns, but it, sorry. Yeah. Z Town. Now you're throwing me off. Not I'm like, D- oh, I had D- it. Dog- you had it right the first Z- time. Yeah, okay. You, you had it right the first time. So I'm just rewind. Gleam the cube rewind. and oh, good lord! You <laughs> yeah, know, this, yeah. All, all these things. But yeah, and and it's kind of cool because I I got that feel. You know, I don't know if he was also a bit of a consultant on the. You know, because like uh, in the some of the opening shots, you know, they're uh, skateboarding in swimming pools. 
you right. know, and that's something that they did back in the day yep. in parts of California because the, you know the drought and stuff like that. Yep. So we get to see a little bit of that culture influence in here too. Um, I just think it's kind of a weird balance because I think if you separate the two, you know, the the skateboarding culture and also this investigation of a, a murder, I think they can like on its own be a decent watch. It's like two different things going on, and because I didn't, I didn't mind the. Um, I felt like the cinematography when it came to skateboarding was well done. Mm-hmm. So now that you tell me that that there's a consultant who is actually a good boarder, and plus you had, besides Tony Hawk, I, I recognized some faces of of the group of kids that were skateboarding. So I'm not sure if there were some other like well known, you know, uh, there were, but not to me. There. Yeah. Okay. Because th- there's some faces that did look familiar to me, but I, I couldn't tell you their names. Um, but just when you have the different scenes of the, you know, like, you know, like for the, oh, I'm angry. So I'm going to go on the half pipe right now and do like a little, <laughs> little like, you know, like a little oh, montage. I get on my board. I mean, it, yeah, it's, like loose, right? it's like footloose, right? It's like footloose where he goes yeah. to the bar and just starts dancing Dude, his anger yes. away. Like, I, exactly. I get it. But he then... started boarding his anger away on this one. Yeah. And, but those scenes were fine. Like the way they were shot were shot really well. So if you're going to be doing like, let's say, just a skateboard movie like Thrasher, right? You just, that's all it is. It's about these kids who are like, that's their life. And so you, your cinematography would have to do that, would have to show the moves and, and have different kind of cool angles and whatnot. But as far as like, right, tying that into like a, a murder mystery slash gun running, you know, like a conspiracy kind of thing. It was like, okay, I don't know how these two, they didn't quite mesh together that well so i will give them that the one thing i did like was the filming of the actual you know boarding you know and i will say that the stunt double for christian slater had his frosted tips were frostier than his that's i I think that was a wig to be honest with you (laughs) (laughs) that's that's probably why they they spent too much time frosting the wig um yeah again you know there's there are parts to like about this movie um and i'm not gonna knock anything on the skateboarding i think it's all fine i agree with you like those shots of the montages, it's like uh, Christian Slater. All right, hey, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm mad now, so I'm not, I'm gonna go skateboard, which is fine. But I, I wish, and I, I don't know how you do this, and not have it be silly. I mean, this movie in itself is already kind of silly, but I, I would have preferred that instead of like medical supplies that were being shipped, tie that into the skateboarding somehow, because it's like. You know, do these 12 to 18 year old skaters that are coming to watch Gleaming the Cube, are they going to be interested in the the murder, you know, suicide plot, subplot here? Right. You know what right. I mean? Or yeah. or maybe the people that caught whiff of this, you know, crime, they're like, oh, it, it's got some crime in it too. Those that go watch it, now th- th- maybe they're rolling their eyes at the skateboarding. You know, so right, right. At, at least with, um, I, I mentioned the movie Rad, that's BMX. You know, there there was another subplot too about like you know the small town and big business and all of that worked and tied in to why they are riding their bikes throughout the movie. You know, and there's right. a big race at the very end too. I don't know if a uh, skateboarding tournament would have any kind of like life and death uh, crime situations, but right. you know what? At least it's tied to it, and we get it. Um, so having said all of that. I do like the character of uh, Brian, okay? Let's get into the the characters a little bit. I wish that they could have given us a little bit more of this adopted brother relationship because I do like it. And you see 
um, Vin. Vin's a very like. They're, I guess we get the. Are they the same age? I don't know if they actually explicitly say. They seem to be. I think they are the same age. It seems like I mean they don't really. You're right. They don't go into specifics about them being in the same grade. It seems like they're in the same grade. You know, yeah. and, and the same kind of age. If anything, maybe just a year off. Perhaps, um, yeah. But I, I, I agree with you though that they did not give us enough on their relationship. I really was interested more in that. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because to me, I'll be honest. When when uh, when Vin was killed, I was like, "What the fuck?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dude's dead already. Soon. What the you know, like, and that, <laughs> right, right. I didn't realize that was a catalyst for the whole thing. But I'm like, no, it's it's. They should have showed us a little more because Vin's character wasn't flesh, fleshed out, you know. I think it could have been. Yeah, well, and we we got a lot of Vin really early on. And uh, that this is one of the things that, that I misremembered. Um, again, it's been so long since I've seen this movie, I, I just remember the premise. So what I misremembered was I thought it was Vin that got that, that Brian witnesses get shot, but it was actually Bobby uh, Bobby Wynn. Right. Bobby, Bobby New, Wynn, New yeah. Wynn is what they call him in the movie. Yeah. But most of us right. that actually know Wins pronounce it Wynn. It's Wynn, yeah. yeah. Everybody who I know that's Wynn pronounces My father in law is a Wynn. So Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but either way, so that's what I misremembered. You know, I, I thought that he witnessed his brother getting shot. And so I I, f- I had forgotten about the staging of a suicide. You know, so so I do like that. You know, you you get to see that they're you know, not only are they from literally different worlds, but different types of culture. You know, Vin's more preppy. You know, it's not because right. he's Asian and he's smart. He is smart though, but that's just his character. He could easily right. have been a white kid as well. You right. know, right. I kind of like the idea that they threw in like the Vietnamese culture, uh, the fact that Colonel Truck he. Um, you know, kind of operates like this uh, video rental store. Like, you know, we all know families that own stores like that, shops yep. like that, you know. So so I really did enjoy seeing all that. The the billiard room place, you know, like th- we know all the Vietnamese guys that go play pool, you know. Uh, so that was all very real to me. So this world felt very real. Um, the brother relationship, you know, we see that it, uh, that they play chess together which i felt was a great touch because you see that brian really tries right there's that scene right. vin walks into the room he's like whoa you made a move and brian's just like yeah well, right. whatever he's like but it's a good move right so already we're, right. we're finding out that brian isn't as bad you, you know that's maybe it's just like his surroundings right influences you know yeah. maybe that's why he is the way he is but clearly brian he's bright, yeah, yeah. brian know? is not all pissing on donald duck at disneyland right Right. He's not all that. He's there's <laughs> yeah. more to him than that. Yes. <laughs> so so I, I, again, there's things that they do that I like, and then they'll go and do something where, like, after he dies, uh, Vin, that is, Brian goes visit his tombstone, and he's got this heartfelt conversation, which is fine. Yeah. That's okay. Right. But that scene ends with like, God, Vin, I miss you so much. I really hate doing my own homework. Yeah. Like, really? Th- that's the line yeah. you're going to end with. That's like, a dumb line. Yeah. I agree. That was, that was, I was like, were people laughing in the theater at that? You know what I mean? Like it. Ah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. I can't imagine it. Uh, I, I would. I think their relationship would have been something. To be honest, you know what? They didn't have to kill Vin. The more I think about it, because there still could be this weird sending medical supplies, but it's really uh, gun running illegally to to whatever forces that the colonel's sending it to. You could still do all that without killing Vin. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but I don't that's... know. I don't know. I think like if you if he stumbles onto something and needs Brian and needs his, his brother's help for what it, I don't know. They could have they could have found a way to do that without having to kill him, or even maybe have a kill him, kill him later down the line. I don't know. Or 
I'm just thinking that they could have together worked on trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with this particular gun gun running business or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I, I, yeah. There's still, I think there could have been some room for that because that would have left more room for them to even be closer because they're obviously, they love each other, right? Mm-hmm. But the whole trouble that that uh, the Brian's going through is like that's whatever the fuck he's going through. This could have if any kind of crises like that that his brother brings on to him, and if they work on it together, could have I thought built their relationship even more. So you have an opportunity to to get a better relationship between the brothers, you know, and then maybe one of them dies and that creates a bigger schism or chasm or whatever you want to call it. But yeah, I don't know. I just it was a little. I thought I was a little sloppy, a little sloppy. Yeah. Also, right. I'm sorry, Bobby Wen, but you're choking somebody out, but no one's ever died before. I've had this done to me, and I'm still alive. I'm like, oh wow, who fucking wrote this? <laughs> right, it, th- that was pretty bad. Like that, take that dialogue out. Like that entire thing. Look, it's just an accidental strangulation. Like we didn't need the the you know the, the dialogue right there because that was right. pretty bad. That was pretty um, bad. But you know what? Uh, I this is where I, I kind of disagree with you. I I, I feel like. Vin does need to die, but I'll say he could have died later, you know, okay. and they still could have set up the suicide because we do need to motivate Brian somehow because, you know, he's the quote unquote, you know, the kid on the wrong side of the tracks. We needed him to kind of be better, right. you know, and so uh, Vin's got this girlfriend who just, you know, he happens to be working or she, wait, Vin works for Colonel Truck, who is the father of his girlfriend as well. And right. so later on, Brian, you know, he cleans up his image because he wants to get closer to the girlfriend. Uh, I think her name's Tina, was it? Or am I? Um, yeah, Tina. Yeah, Tina. Yeah, he wants to get right? closer to her so that way he can find out more about the father. So I get all of that stuff. Um, but the, there, there was also one other touch that, that I really did like. It's kind of early on where Vin, he was late to work. And then, like, the colonel, he he's hard on him, right? And then T- Tina's like, Daddy, you know, be nicer. And, you know, he gives Tina this little wink. Like, you know, I'm just I'm only doing that because, you know, he's your boyfriend. So there's right, all, right. all these, like, little nice touches. But, again, it'll get ruined by, you know, a bad dialogue, as you pointed out. Mm-hmm. I guess it's just mm-hmm. bad dialogue, you know, because the yeah. other instance I had was at the uh, cemetery. Yeah, it's it's bad. I think it's the writing that's not necessarily like a strong or, or could have been stronger. Mm-hmm, um, right. And maybe maybe if they do kill Vin that early anyway, maybe a little bit cleaner as far because it just seemed sloppy the way that it kind of went down. Right. I don't know. I, I It just felt that way. Um, I I would say that I, I'll give a shout out to to uh, to Bauer. Who, what was it? The lieutenant Lucero. Name? Yeah. Lucero. I'll give a shout out to Lucero for not being a full-on racist by calling out That's that right. dude who was being hella racist. Yes, man. Hey. <laughs> I wanted to I'm fist bump him you, at that buddy. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, you tell him. Like, what do you mean they all look the same? What the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> like, shout out to him because I'm all like, <laughs> watching this, I'm all like, oh, great. I'm like, I'm waiting for them to be saying some racist ass shit. I'm waiting for it to happen because, you know, they can't help themselves. You know, I I almost want to, I mean, I want to give kudos to the writing, but I, I wonder if there was like a script doctor or maybe a writing partner that just didn't get credited because, uh-huh. I mean, I don't know, and, and maybe it is just like one person, but again, you got some strong stuff and then you got some stuff that you're just like, wait, what? And then, yeah, I don't right. know, the setup, the, the setup of the story is pretty nice too. Um, there, There's some really good setup like... Um, at one point, Brian goes to talk to Detective uh, Lucero about what's going on, and you know he brings Lucero like this um, uh, list of medical supplies, but it's all written in Vietnamese. Well, he right. brings over like this um, this this white cop who ha- who happens to speak Vietnamese, you know, and then right. and then his character is brought in later during an investigation 
you right. know, to kind of translate. So again, there's all these nice setups and stuff like that, but it's just like some of the dialogue. I don't know if they they're trying to like, yeah, exactly. So I wonder if they're also trying to like placate to a possibly a younger audience too. Like, hey, let's throw in some things that they might like. But I just like, like again, you're at you're at a gravesite at a tombstone, and then you end the scene with, oh, you know, I really hate doing my own homework. Right. Like, I'm yeah. sure that the kids probably would have gotten a chuckle, but it, it ruins that moment. You know. You know what's what's funny is that you can actually flip that. You can still say that dumb line, but if you flip it to the beginning of him, him doing his heartfelt situation, you know, if he's like, "Ah, oh, man, I miss you, Vin. I hate doing my homework," and then go on, you know, yeah, and continues. then go on and actually get into mm-hmm. the more heartfelt, like, "You're my brother. There's a reason why I love you," kind of thing. And, and right. I'm sorry I let you down. I feel like I let you down, or or I'm, I'm, you know, like you know that kind of because that's where he was feeling. Like he felt like you know, I, I think that's what it was conveyed. Is like he felt like he let his brother down somehow, right? On top of everything, right? So. When doing that, if you throw that in the front, now it doesn't become the butt of a joke, but more of like, I'm still a kind of a screw up kid, but I do have these feelings for my brother who died kind of thing. And I think that would have been, I would have been a little more genuine and it, it still, you still could have got your, your line in there without it. So, right. Sounding like so off putting. Cause it wasn't, it didn't fit as, as Brian's character is talking. And then he says that at the end, it didn't fit. Right. Put that in the front, put it in the front um, works better anyway. Yeah, again, there, there's just so many, you know, to take your word, elements. There are so many elements to uh, really enjoy in this in this movie. Um, I do like the fact that you know Brian is a lot more street smart, and they right. these two they are very much the same, but they are so different in things. You know, academically, right. Vin smarter, but street stuff. You know, you see Brian like at one point he uh, helps Lucero start a car with you know this uh, tool, you know, for his right. skateboard. Um, but also, you know, we get to see both brothers at different times sneak into this warehouse and do things just a little bit different, you know. Right. Vin walks in, you know, he's not even mindful about, like, surveillance, you know, security cameras right. and stuff. Right. Brian comes in and he's, like, crawling or, you know, he slides on his skateboard and, right. and all these things. So, yeah, they, they do things just a little bit differently. And I think it's not set up well but we do get glimpses of it during their time together as brothers early in the movie and that's where you need more time with them yes yeah that's where you need more time to say what is the difference between these two guys who are probably just as smart they're both just as smart but just in different elements you know because to me when when vin went into the warehouse i'm like what the fuck are you doing what why are you like busting into this where dude (laughs) It just seemed to me like, okay, that's a little extra. I understand that you saw some discrepancy with the numbers. Your boss is like, kind of like, oh, no, don't worry. Don't look at that kid. You know, and so, of course, that's like going, wait, something's kind of shady. And I get it. It's kind of shady. But and, and he gets fired, now you're breaking too, it. for it. You know, Right. Like, yeah. And so now you're going, breaking into the, okay. I mean, I know bright. we have to move the plot alone. It's not very bright. Right. Exactly. But but as far as like him, the streetwise-ness of things, where him, yeah, right. When Vin breaks into the same warehouse, he's not aware at all about their, I don't know, possibly being an alarm. <laughs> yeah. By the way, fastest, fa- this this alarm is so good that the owner of the establishment can be there within 35 seconds. That that's is a good a, that's ass pretty alarm. Quick. That's that's a very good, good alarm. You, you know, I mean, <laughs> he might have been uh, upstairs, you know, yeah. uh, go, going over other discrepancies. Uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> going over other, other weapons he wants to like establish yes, el- elsewhere. Hey, uh, I would say that this movie does have elements. Overall, I don't think it's a good movie, but there's so so many little pieces that 
it, it needed to be scrubbed. It needed to be cleaned up to mm-hmm. get to be a be, to actually be a good a good movie. Um, one of the things that really kind of threw me off a lot of times was editing. The editing to me was just not good at all. Like I I couldn't from jump from one scene to scene. Like I mean, as as far as like the cinematography with the skateboarding was was as was good. The editing overall and the in putting the stories together was not to me was not that good. Now, what do you think? Of, I mean, I know you touched on c- cinematography, but what do you think about like the action sequences? Um, you know, specifically like in the third act, you know, where you got all these chases and stuff. Um, there's a point where like Brian almost get hit uh, by, by a car, but right. you know, well, the the one I, I I guess the one problem I have because you know since I don't skateboard, I I wonder if this is even possible. But there's this um at, at a light this. This car gets like swipe, side swiped by you know the the baddies of, of the movie, and then Brian rolls up on this guy. He's like, "Hey, that guy wasn't a real cop." And the guy, the guy's like, "Oh yeah, no shit." He's like, "Well, <laughs> go get him." He's like, "Thanks, kid." And then he does a Marty McFly, you know, and just like, right, you know, stays with, with the At car sixty and miles an hour yeah, or whatever, the guy's, like, right? Accelerating on the uh, on the highway, the, yeah. the you know, skateboard wheels are really small. I, I know he just yeah. changed them, right? So these wheels might let's, let's just say benefit of the doubt. He changed out a little faster, these rubberized yeah, right. wheels. You have to go faster and maybe withstain that heat. But at that speed, though, I mean, I, I feel there's got to no. be at a certain cutoff where, like, that is extremely dangerous. And, and right, he, he right. Might, might as well just you know, use least. his feet. I, uh, yeah, I, this is where I think if you are uh, somebody who does skateboard and, and understands these things and probably calls bullshit on that, because it seemed like that would be a pretty bullshit, like, scenario. Um but also, if you're a younger kid who doesn't know any better, that's the scene that probably would be the one that was exciting. Because think about it. He's like, you know, he's like hanging on to a Corvette, like going at crazy, crazy speed. He goes under the truck to get to his buddies at the pizza truck, the, the, the pizza delivery, you know, under the semi when he mm-hmm. goes underneath it. I'm like, OK, so I'm like, yeah, I, I those are all like to me, I feel like those are all for like kids t- like that was probably the intent, but anybody who's uh, actually like skateboards, probably like who's a teenager or so, probably be like rolling their eyes at those particular scenes. Yeah. That's my guess. I'm rolling my eyes as an adult right now because I'm like, okay, <laughs> you tried. Hey, again, I know we're talking about '89, but hey, that's oh, the yeah, fun about like yeah. you know podcasting and, and all that good stuff. I did see like some. And I'm sure these were unintentional, and it is probably me. But there were some things that I saw that I was all like, "Oh, that reminds me of Back to the Future." You know, just right. you know, wh- whether it's a shot or something that happens. There's a point where Brian and Tina are like in the parking lot of a mall, and I'm like, eh, "Kind of reminds me of Back to the Future a little bit." Um, but the one scene that was almost like not shot by shot, but looked like it could have been taken from it is when Brian comes home and his dad is watching home videos, which. By the way, it shows how much of an asshole Brian was as a kid. Right. They're playing frisbee right. and like they're throwing the frisbee at him. He won't even like try to catch it, you know. Right. And and I guess that tells us, you know, how much more bad he feels, you know, like he wasn't even a great adopted brother to Vin. Right. But right. um, you know, so Brian walks in and like his dad is not even paying attention. He's just watching the video and then Brian coughs, you know, into his hand. <clears throat> Very much how Marty comes you know, in and Doc is watching like the video that he has brought from the future. Same thing, right. little cough, and yeah. So uh, that made the movie more fun for me. Trying to find those similarities, <laughs> just because like the whole skateboarding thing too. So, <laughs> well, that's it's yeah. They 
So basically, this is a ripoff of Back to the Future because we know this exactly, was done like it. years afterwards. Got it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it does come out the same year as Back to the Future Two. You know where? Too um, late though. You already established. You already established Back to the Future to begin with. So they, yeah, they they screwed up. I mean, part two could have <laughs> you know ripped off them perhaps. Oh, because you know, it comes out yeah. later. Yeah. So it came out. <laughs> Um, anything else you want to talk about? Uh, I, I, I mean, again, no, it's I think pretty we pretty simple. much covered it because I don't, yeah, because I don't really even think the main, the main, um, mystery per se is that I don't know if that's the thing, you know, I wonder if they just didn't know how to m- make one thing the primary story, mm-hmm. right? So they don't, you don't develop the mystery itself as much as you probably should, or you should have kept it in the background and developed the skateboarding aspect of Brian and his crew. Like more, because they didn't really, you know, it's almost like they touched up on these two things, but they didn't really make anything really the primary story, right? Or primary story could have been Vin and Brian's relationship, and then you could have made Vin die later on in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. To ca- to be a catalyst for Brian, but but develop their story more, make that the primary, and like more of a motivation for for the whole thing, where it seemed like they didn't commit to anything, so it ends up being kind of more of a kind of wishy washy overall, you know. Yeah, I like that. Uh, another thing I, I do like is um, also like Brian's friends. You know, they do feel like real friends too because I think it's very easy or even tropey to, you know, in, in a movie where you make a character change his image, you know, just get like clowned on, which he got some ribbing for. You're going to get that oh, yeah. from friends. But oh, I do sure. I do appreciate, you know, they throw in the line like, hey, we, we know that, you know, you blamed yourself for Vin's death, but... You know, basically, they're just saying, like, you know, we're here for you and stuff like well, yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And, and that sets up later on, you know? One of the best things, I think, as you're bringing it up right now, is when he calls on his buddy, mm-hmm. Yabo, and is like, yeah. wake up, hook me up with this board, and, like, call the boys. And and he calls everybody, and everybody shows up. I think that's real. That's real. Mm-hmm. No matter what, with, like, a crew, whatever crew or group of friends when you're young, when you grow, you know, you, you, you go around and do whatever shenanigans you get into... If somebody gets in some kind of trouble or or needs help, I think that's a realistic reaction. Hey, yeah. man, so-and-so is in trouble. We got to go help him out. All right. Everybody gets together and goes, does whatever they need to do. That, to me, made, you're right, it made sense. Of course, it's still Hollywooded up in a movie, but, I mean, but yeah. it makes sense that they call everybody and everybody came came through for him. That, that to me, makes sense. And it got, it got a little bit more fun at that point, too. Uh, I, I right. want to give a shout-out to Yabo since you um, uh, brought him up. Uh, right. This is played by... Max uh, Perlich or Perlich, I'm not sure you pronounce his last name, but uh, he had a small role uh, in Maverick, uh, which is a movie I also reviewed uh, with my son Phoenix. Um, he was probably like 15 at the time or something. Uh, I, I know some people will refuse to watch a Mel Gibson movie, but that, you know, unfortunately, that that is kind of one of my favorites because I did grow up watching that movie. But he very recognizable face, and so when I saw him in here, I'm like, oh, that's right, he, you know, he's one of right. the friends. Um, but yeah, like the Tony Hawk, when they call him, that's probably one of my favorite like call ups. You know, <laughs> the three phones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he's picking up like all these different type of phones. You know, hello, hello. Yeah, um, right. And then Yabo was like, "Hey, man, you still got the the keys to the truck?" He's like, "Yeah, you want me to deliver pizza at, like six in the morning?" <laughs> <laughs> right. That, that was pretty funny. And then it was a weird touch, but I think it's real. You know, where he gets off the phone, he's like, "All right, I'll call the guys." And then he just lays in bed for like a good five seconds, and right. then he gets up. Like I, I thought right. that was kind of interesting that they right. added that in. I like that. I like the whole that, that, right that they start that did start getting more fun. So now we get it. Now we get the chase, and we get the skateboarding, and we get all all the 
all the damn kids <laughs> yeah <laughs> following you know what i mean following following them well what, what about when um tony hawk plays chicken <laughs> with uh <laughs> with the other guy he's got this uh he's got a good poker face on and, and right. he does it you know that that's a company vehicle you know if he damages right. it oh, i don't know man. yeah how what what happens to him after that right <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, you know, one last thing, and, and we'll kind of wrap this up, but just the idea of Colonel Truck and Lawndale, I'm trying to figure out like what kind of baddies are they? Because, you know, they got Bobby Wynn, who's quote unquote done this before, where he's you know, interrogating, I guess, is what yeah. he's been, uh, he's done before, but like, <laughs> I was gonna say he like misunderstood what waterboarding is. <laughs> Right, well, he way, probably yeah, right. did. Like that's that's yeah. not how you do it. Uh, <laughs> it th- that scene, like it, it kind of went on. Like it was telegraphed. You knew that he was gonna end up dying. Oh god, yeah. The way Vin was like choking. He was choking the hell out of him. <laughs> um, but like they they don't know how to really dispose of bodies. Which with with Bobby ending up in Hong Kong anyway, that's still kind of a head scratcher for me. What exactly? Unless they send somebody with his like, I don't his, know. Did they send with, somebody with his passport? Like. Hey you, you look. Hey yeah. you, you look close enough. Want to take Bobby Wen's passport and go to freaking Bangkok with, with yeah. it or whatever? But like, at least, at least Brian he drops the line like, "Hey, they're just covering their tracks or something, right?" So right, right, right. So I, I again, you know, nice little touches there. But like these these guys in their type of line of work, we'll call it that. You you must imagine that they have dealt with deaths before, but they seem to be the sloppiest of like um, handlers when it comes to. Actually, getting dirty, I guess. Colonel Track is a colonel. <laughs> yeah, they, and uh, there He's are been references. In war. Yeah, it's exactly. references of him being a war. His wife tells him he's promised no more war. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the wife. <laughs> we won't go there. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> but yes, he also, has been. Shout out! Shout out to um, the skateboard that blows up half a building, but somehow he still has it. Right later on. <laughs> Yeah, it's a magical skateboard, right? Yeah, but but it didn't survive. Uh, it didn't survive one more thing. I can't remember what it was. What well, it was the, the, the skateboard does um, kind of. Uh, he he breaks like a, a whole glass door. You know, oh, with the skateboard. When, yeah, but yeah. Hey, momentum, right? right? I mean, yeah, I don't know course, physics. Yeah. yeah, I don't know physics, but the height, the speed, and his weight, I'm, I'm sure, so, will shatter that door. Some t- <laughs> some tells me be more like a bird hitting the window. Uh, just call me crazy. I don't know. I'm just a layman here. I don't know anything about science, so you know I'm no. just gonna go with that. No, that's I'll, it. I'll, you, I'll buy it. You know history, and I kind of know movies. So <laughs> right. Uh, I, I guess we'll wrap that up. Uh, we yep. will pull up the uh, IMDb and the Rotten Tomato score, and we'll discuss their scores because they are very, very different. I know oh, one's really? a percentage, yeah, and the other one's a decimal. But um, on Rotten Tomatoes, twenty nine percent. Right, so okay. yeah, more people dislike the movie than actually like it. But uh, most of the Raider viewings on IMDb give it a six point two uh, out of ten. So very, very different. Where are wow. you more? That's in line very with? generous. Yeah, I think the six point two is kind of generous. I'm somewhere in between. So I would get. I would. I would actually. I would say like a four. it's. Yeah, I like four to four point five, somewhere in that range, forty to forty five percent, only because there are gl- glimmers of. Something there, G- gleamers. You know, I was gonna say that, but I, I decided not to because I figured you would. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. <laughs> that, that's the yellow you right there, right? Like, right, yeah. So I would say they didn't quite gleam the cube on this one, Peter. Okay, all when right. It comes to telling the story, that is you know, fair. But, that uh, is fair. I, 
I think four to four point five, somewhere in that range. I, I not quite as bad as uh, what Rotten Tomatoes gave it, but definitely, definitely nowhere near what IMDb has it. That's that's very generous score. Well, I wonder if it's a, I wonder if it's a nostalgic look. You know, people have. <laughs> It probably is, it. you know, this, yeah, for people that love it, I think it's the nostalgia speaking. Uh, I won't agree, agree with you that it's a four, um, cause I, I do feel that's low. I, I, I feel like we kind of touched on like a lot of the, the, the very nice elements of the movie. You know, six is an average movie, right? I think it is just slightly below. So I'd say like five something thereabouts, because I don't know if I'd watch this again unless I had right. to for a review. Right. Right. You know, so I don't think I'll ever be in a mood to like watch Gleaming the Cube. Um, I agree. Again, I would go back to watching Rad or if Airborne happens to be on TV, I might watch that because again, that's fun and it's got a lot more, uh, high, high moments and, and jokes. This one is kind of like, well, you got some good budding, uh, relationships, but then you got this murder thing and it's just kind of like, I'm trying to figure out who the audience is, you know, who this movie is for, but I, I yeah I can't go that high only because I feel like it's too fragmented. They didn't quite put it together to. They just didn't do enough to put it together for me to like again. I'm not gonna watch this again unless in in 30 years from now, Peter, when we do our like <laughs> reincarnation, anniversary. <laughs> yeah, 60th anniversary of uh, of Gleaming the Cube, we can do. I'll do it then. I'll watch it then. But by that time, they'll probably have like two remakes already. Um, <laughs> you know, and I feel like now now I want to see Thrashing because that's the one I know I remember. <laughs> You know that had George Brolin in it? Anyway, just throwing that out there. Oh, no. Uh, you know what? I <laughs> yeah, think I did know that. I think I did know that. Uh, just because, you know, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the son. That's right. I, I yeah. do believe I know that because I've heard it, you know, with him and Tyson to Goonies and stuff. But I would, I would say Goonies just around the same, kind of in the similar time frame, you know? About thrashing. Okay. I think so. Because, I mean, Goonies, when did Goonies come out? 85? 85, yeah. Okay. I guess thrashing came out in 86. So that's around. Wow, they yeah. they loved them in Goonies and uh yeah. put them in Thrashing yeah. is what it was. Yeah, that's what it looks like. So um yeah, if anyone's interested, go back and check out the Rad episode. Um I had Josh Toomey from Talk To Me uh podcast on there. He does a lot of like interviews with people in the music industries and I think he's done some wrestlers too, if I'm not mistaken. Um but uh, you know, a friend of the podcast, uh also a big Back to the Future fan as well, and that's that's how we hooked up. But he was on that's the funny. rad episode. Um I haven't done Airborne, don't know if I will, but you know, we'll see. If if people are like, Hey, you know what, do Airborne, maybe we will. <laughs> but uh Mariano, again, thanks for coming on the show. Clamoring. People are gonna start clamoring for Airborne now. Hey, they just might. They just might. That that and guy, we'll I think the, that lead, I think he's in like real estate now. You know, so oh, like what? yeah. Oh, wow. the, the only okay. people that came out of that movie was like Seth Green and Jack Black. Uh, right. Really, right. Uh, maybe the mom. I think she's like one of those moms that are very recognizable in a lot of roles. But right. um, why don't you throw out, uh, yeah, where listeners can get a hold of you if they want to talk about thrashing and other movies uh, like this. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, you can reach me on Twitter at Papa Elefante. That's at P-A-P-A-E-L-E-F-A-N-T-E. And if you uh, go on Facebook and, and search for Core Temp Arts Podcast Group, you can ask to join and we'll let you we'll let you in and, you know, we'll discuss different, t- a lot of, you know, TV stuff, movie stuff. You know, there's a lot of uh, movies this year. You know, last year we had a, a lot of, very interesting movies man you know and so i'm kind of looking forward to this year seems like there's some good releases coming out we'll we'll see we'll see what thanos has in uh, in store for us (laughs) this year 
All right, and uh, you know, you know, obviously Mariona will be on the the next time we do another yep. one of these older movies. We just got to figure out which one, um, right? And then you know, we'll we'll see if he's watched that second episode of uh, Cobra Kai yet. But uh, Cobra Kai Pod uh, on Twitter, if you want to get a hold of me, Cobra Kai Podcast on Instagram. Uh, we recently got a shout out from one of the producers. Uh, who, oh, nice! Who said this is an account to follow if you guys want, you know. Uh, fun tidbits, yada yada. It was a very humbling tweet, and we got like over fifty cool. new followers that day on Twitter alone. Um, Sweet, yeah. So, th- so that was very humbling uh, to to see. Uh, but for me, Paul Stagic on Instagram and Twitter, if you want to get a hold of me and, uh, you know, it's a new year. If you've been listening to the show for a while and haven't done so, please consider leaving a review on Apple podcast. I would really help out the visibility. Actually, you Mm -hmm. know what, uh, since I am talking about it, I did get a new one, uh, just last month. Yeah. Give us, give, give Peter five stars. It's a five star podcaster who deserves the five stars. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, I'll, I'll throw that out there. Um, what was I gonna say? I was gonna something. I was gonna tell you something. I forget. Oh well, we're 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 waiting for Peter to pull up this uh this review here, and uh, it's probably something really nice. And it was a nice one. Um, it's funny because I believe this this user only gave me a review after listening to one episode. Um, oh wow! Yeah, this uh this was just back in August. It says, "Yay to discovering this podcast!" Five stars. From uh, Jan Ganim Gananbil. Uh, sorry, I'm sure I butchered that. Um, but this person says, other than the unfortunate slip of saying Nick takes his girlfriend Rachel to meet his family in China, wrong, Singapore. I was happy to run into this show when I was looking for shows that talked about crazy rich Asians. Just glad that finally diasporic and Asian immigrant communities in the U.S. are now getting to know the even bigger universe of other diverse immigrant communities, societies, and multicultures of Southeast slash East Asia. So uh, thank you for that. Um, oh, that's five stars nice. just based on one movie review. So there you go. Hopefully, I don't that, I don't think that says a lot about the show, but that's that's a glimpse, right? right? And um, Plus, I think, Peter, it's yeah. interesting because you're open to having a different, um, a different perspective. Uh, and, and that's always good to be open to different types of movies, different, you know, you, you're in, in this for movies and you're not going to close yourself out to what kind of genre or, or what peoples, you know, where the movies are going to be coming from. Do you know what I mean? And that's something because yeah. I think people are clamoring for that. I know I am. I want to see more people that look like me in the film. Mm. But I got to go out a little out of my way to find that. So I think that's something that when, when anybody stumbles into that, who is looking for that, it's like, oh, that's a kind of a breath of fresh air. You're like, okay, somebody who comes from a different, from a different um, uh, part of the world or, or has like ancestry from the part of the world mm-hmm. or, and, or whatnot and can, can, ex- can talk to them from that perspective who has that uh, understanding and history, you know, whereas maybe, you know, I don't, I don't know about Asian culture as much, but at least I can find out from others who do, who do, who are, I don't want somebody who like, I don't want myself talking about that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Cause I'm not going to be learned it on that, but I can talk to you about where I'm from. And anyway, that's, I, sorry to cut you off there, but I was just basically oh, no thinking that's, that's something that, that people are looking out for. And if you're open to it, then that's, that I think gives you, it gives us a little more of an option for folks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that 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 really did make me, um, you know, it, it felt very nice to to see that, and you know, obviously, uh, any review is uh, much appreciated. 
But it, it, Crazy Rich Asian, th- that review was my biggest review in a long time in, in terms of like the, the numbers. You know, I'm still getting downloads for that. And, um, it, it, you know, if you search Crazy Rich Asians, I'm, I think I'm still like top three that pops up. And when I was promoting that review, I was saying, hey, listen to two Asian Americans talk about this movie. And right. I don't think any other show really had two. If they did, it was probably a mix, you know. Right. But, you know, we were trying to do it for the culture. So there we go. Hey, that's that always helps. I mean, you know, it's good to have that perspective because there's going to be nuances, I think, that on your home, on your everyday home life, like the 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 day-to-day things that happen that are going to be like, like if a movie does it right, they're going to pick up on that. Do you know what I mean? And if you're watching it, you're going to be like, oh shit, that's what we do. You know, like, or like in my culture, I'll be like, oh, that's, that's exactly how we kind of handle our tios and tias, man. You know, like, or how, how grandma like does when we get home, you know, or like, that's how my mom, my mom's exactly like that particular mom on TV, you know, cause that's kind of like the little things that add up at, if you're like an immigrant or if you come, you know, come from another culture or whatnot, there's, there's going to be these little things that I think filmmakers who come from that will, will put out there because that's their experience too. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I, I know a lot of people are saying like, oh, it's, you know, formulaic and whatever, but it, you know, it wasn't the structure of, of it being a comedy romance. It, it was, you know, the character who was, you know, American born going, back to like her roots and they're kind of not accepting her because of that and so that's something i can understand i haven't experienced that myself but just growing up asian american i can understand like oh if i go over there i may be treated looked at a little bit differently because i'm you know americanized so uh so we were speaking of a place of like you know we actually understand this so i know some people were like kind of poo-pooing it like oh it's so formulaic it's very basic and you know what that that may be the case but there was an underlining thing that you may not have gotten because you're not you know of that culture well you get you'll get the nuance because again if your experience is going to give you that you're going to see again and and if a a filmmaker is putting that out there because of their experience the nuance that is being put out there you're going to get it right you know so I would want to listen to you like on that because then I'd be like, okay, I pick up on some stuff that you guys pick up that I would not see myself because I don't know. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that's, I like that. I like that. I, that's the part of in- inclusion that is good to me anyways. Like I like to hear other people's perspective and kind of put almost like, almost it's like a puzzle that they're putting together for me. And I'm like, oh yeah, I would never have fucking figured that out myself because there's no way. How would I, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there we go. It is there if anybody's interested in checking that out, Crazy Rich Asians. And that's going to do it for this episode. I want to thank you guys for listening to us, and we will see you guys next time. For listening to the Cortem Parts Podcast Network. To listen to more Cortem Parts shows, visit cortemparts.com.